Hello again. Uh, welcome to Sarah's Space. I am beyond delighted to be sitting in a studio, this time a much quieter one than last time, with an absolutely wonderful human being and a former student named Kieran Bohe. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> he is a, a former source student of mine from what year was it again? Uh, source 14 and 15. That would be 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. so we don't get confused with, you know, that you were 14 and 15, because yes. that would yeah, make me really, really old, and I'm already old enough. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, so, no. No, it wasn't when he was 14 and 15. It was 2014, 2015, and I was particularly lucky for about three or four years there to have a whole bunch of splendid young men, mostly come from the prairies, I feel. Was, yeah. Is that accurate? I feel... That, yeah, absolutely. Mostly Alberta? Yeah, Alberta, Saskatchewan. Are, I you, found are you from Alberta? From Alberta, born in Saskatchewan, raised in Alberta. Okay. <laughs> That's a <laughs> long Covered story. Covered both provinces, yeah. okay. But I, I found that most of the training groups are made up of prairie dancers. Yes, a lot, Yeah, for sure. So having said that, um, that's just the little introductory part, and I, that's fair to say that's where we met. Yes. So about six years ago. Six. Yeah, Isn't six it amazing? Years ago. It's I know. Wild. Time flies. And I have asked him to talk to us about his journey as a dancer, getting to Source, and then what's transpired since then, and mm -hmm. just to be in the room with such a splendid person. So, Kieran, tell me about yourself. <laughs> well, I guess the, the journey started um, at a wedding. Did it? And I was four. Okay. And Michael Jackson was on. <laughs> and I was dancing. And I guess I was dancing to the rhythm. Okay. And then, I mean, I'm from Saskatchewan, so there's a ton of family weddings. Just yes. big families. Cousins are getting married yes. all the time. Yes. And so by the time I was eight, my mom said, yeah, we're going to throw you in tap. Oh, and that okay. was that was the start, and I'm pretty sure I cried every time I had to go to class. Oh, you didn't like it. <laughs> There's no way. I loved it once I was in there. Oh, okay. But I just never wanted to go, and I don't. Did you know. have to do a syllabus or something, or was it uh, we were doing Al Gilbert? Oh, okay. But we didn't have exams. We were such a small town. Okay. I grew up in Wainwright, which is about five thousand people. Where is that close to? In Alberta, two hours east of Edmonton. Okay. Closer to the border. Okay. So it was just, it was so small. Right. <laughs> um, right. I was the only boy. Okay. And all of my friends played hockey. Okay. And so... So you were different. I was a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little different. Um, and now was, just a quick question, devil's advocate, was that what bothered you the most? Or was it just the, you know, having to go to a class that felt a bit strange? It just... It's hard to say. Um, I never was, I don't remember being scared to be a dancer. Okay. But I do remember probably compensating with other things. Okay. Um, okay. Because, you know, a small town. So okay. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You play a little bit of that. But I have three older brothers. Oh, okay. So I think there was some teasing there, but only there because everyone else knew that I was the fourth of, of the, of the three four. bigger brothers. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. So I was right. the baby. So yeah. everyone could make fun of me or sorry, nobody could make fun of me right. except for my family. Oh, okay. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just class and something that I wasn't totally interested in yeah. and nobody else was doing it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. And then I got on stage ah. and then I had a lot of attention and being the youngest, I already, yeah, yeah was yeah. a sucker for that and I thought this is all right 
this is all right. So you sold me. Of course, I did. Uh, I remember I did a tap solo to Daddy Cool. I don't know. That. It's just it's a wild song. Okay. Um, but it's so vivid in my mind, and I can hear it, and I still remember a little bit of the choreo. Um, but I got a bronze. My very first time on stage. Very first performance was a tap solo. Right. Never been to a festival before. Right. And I was, but I got bronze in second because there was only two people in the category. <laughs> and I thought, this is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you have it there, I folks. thought that was so mean. <laughs> to give a bronze, but you know what? I miss those days. You know what's interesting about that? Because I've just been uh, talking about this with a lot of my teenage students that it's festival slash competition season right now mm-hmm. and bronze silver well now it's things such as uh high sil- sorry silver high silver mm-hmm. gold high gold uh platinum, platinum diamond, diamond double diamond they i've never heard of double diamond, double diamond. that seems insane mm-hmm. so that means i believe that is higher than 95. it's inflation Mm-hmm. It is inflation. It's inflation. Those are big rocks that are really expensive, and they were actually, they're falsely inflated anyways. You know the history of the diamond ring. Yeah. So we were talking about, I said, okay, well, what about the experience of getting up on stage, though, and and doing these groups that you've worked so, so hard on, or these solos, or hopefully meeting some people that you like, or or getting to see other dancers that inspire you. And even though there were some negative experiences that were also spoken about, everyone said, totally into that what we are not into is the first second third this is how we gauge right because the fact of the matter is it's subjective yeah right it's wild and now there's seven festivals per weekend Mm -hmm. every weekend so in one of them you could be bronze and second yeah (laughs) or or the next one you could go be king of the heap yeah and that might be a title that they actually have and it probably is somewhere (laughs) even adjudicating now and getting to throw my myself in that ring yeah it's incredible how you how to essentially you're just judging these pieces yes and it's my own personal interest like pulling that away yes but also that has to be a deciding factor yes because that's why i'm there yes it's it's really but i think i think what a lot of i uh I have a rather strong opinion about adjudication mm-hmm. and I take it very, very seriously. I think it is so incredibly lasting in a young person's mind, the experience they have, mm-hmm. such as yours. Yeah. You just said right then that you got bronze and set and you yeah. actually said, isn't that mean? Yeah. I have experiences that would make you cringe yeah. from being adjudicated and things that were said that were totally unnecessary. And they were that person's opinion which I do need because they're hired as a professional to give me their opinion on what they see. Yeah. But I'm not asking for an opinion about my body type. I'm right. not asking for an opinion about my costume. I'm not asking, well, maybe whether you like it yeah. for the piece or not, but I'm not asking an, an opinion about the size of my skull. I'm not asking for, <laughs> yeah. I'm not asking for an opinion about whether or not you thought I ever smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that, can I just give you a <laughs> yeah, little backstory there? Because <clears throat> that's an interesting one. So we were, there was a category, I don't know, did you ever do, uh, let me think of what it was officially called, musical interpretation. Never. Okay, so now it would probably be called improv, because yeah. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So you go into the theater, you are, are led there by a volunteer, they make you turn your back, you're at the, the, at the back of the audience, and you listen to 
the music as the performer on stage is dancing. Then you're taken backstage. You are then turned your back again. So you get to listen to it twice. Yeah. As another performer is dancing, then you go out and you just do whatever. Right. So it was a piece of classical kind of elevatory music. And I was 15. And I was up against some of my dear friends. One of them, who's Corey Caulfield, I will use her name, who is a genius at improvisation and showed that genius very young and would do things that all of us would backstage with their mouths hanging open going, what the hell was that? I never in a million years, I was going to do a balance waltz or some post turns. And she would go and create this entire world or this character. So I thought to myself, come on, you can do something different. Yeah. And my parents used to be smokers. I ne- I've actually never even held a cigarette to my lips that the very well, thought was yeah. repugnant to me, probably because my parents smoked. And... I thought, oh, this sounds kind of smoky. This sounds like Berlin in the 20s. Yeah. And so I actually did probably the best improvisation I've ever done in my life where I started as though I was leaning up against a doorway and as though I was in this jazz club and I do this slow smoke with my left hand, no less, and I'm right-handed. <laughs> and, and then I did this whole piece. And at the end, all he could think of was to say it was inappropriate for me to bring out my bad habits on stage. Clearly, I've smoked before. And I was Jeez. so insulted by his cruelty that after, afterwards I said to my mom, I just got complimented there backhandedly because clearly I've smoked. No, I've not. <laughs> and I'm not left-handed. <laughs> so all that to it say... the best acting. Yes. Yeah. All, all that to say, I'm very glad that you are thinking about how lasting those words can be mm-hmm. and yet how the fact that your own opinion is going to influence... Say yeah. if you have a category of... 16 contemporary numbers yeah and one of there's five or six that are just exemplary yeah and they're strong and they're powerful and there might be a couple of young men thrown in there and you want to encourage them and they're strong and they're good dancers so you think okay well this could really work but then at the same time there's a little bit of I don't want this to be one of those situations where I favor anybody right unfairly and then also on the flip side of that is you don't want to look at it. I oftentimes will run into, well, I love these six solos and I do need to choose some placings and I can't tie everybody for something, although I love to. <laughs> it drives the festival committees crazy. Uh, but then it comes down to, did I like the song? Right. Oh, I didn't like that song. Right. Or did I like the costume? I didn't really like that costume. So it, it, it is subjective. Totally. It's not their fault. Yeah. And I, and, I will always and, get a and I, say that. And I say, yeah. The yeah. very first thing I say. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. Yeah. And yet tomorrow could change for another person. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing because you're all doing a great job. But yeah. yeah. Well, there's more viewers than there are dancers. Well, that's an excellent yeah. perspective. I think I've taken you on quite a digression there. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but it was good. It's good. <laughs> okay, back to the wedding. Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson. Tap classes. Tap. Performing bronze second. Yeah. Third. Uh, second? Bronze and second. It was a small okay, category. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, it was it was still great though, it was still great. Okay. Um, Where'd you so go I from finished, there? <laughs> I finished that year of competition. Um, Were you eight? And I was eight. Okay. I must have been seven turning eight. So you retired for a short time. After that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished that year and then I went into the next year and I had to do ballet now because oh, okay. they snuck me in the solo category, but it was right. Or you weren't supposed to do a solo if you didn't do ballet. Ah. And I said. Well, I love the attention. <laughs> right. 
So I have Quite to honestly, this. yeah. If I want to be on stage, then I need to do ballet. Okay. So I did that for a few years, and then eventually I added jazz. I think in my fourth year of dance. Okay. Uh, and then by the time that happened, there was an audition in Edmonton, which is two hours away. Yeah. Uh, at the Citadel, okay. for um, Peter Pan. Okay. And so I went and I, we drove the two hours. Yeah. And I did the callbacks, and I ended up booking this show, which would be, I guess, my first professional work. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, but living in Wainwright. And okay. so we, my parents took time off of work, all their holidays, my school, because the theater's dark in Monday, they would prep my whole week. They would prep Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And I would go to school on Monday, pick up my class for that. Right. My parents would homeschool me and yeah. they would alternate and I would either drive back or, uh, there was a, I was so, that was so lucky. Um, and like, very privileged. Oh no, I said like, uh, I just, it, when you think back, I was very privileged to be able to do what I got to do that was because yeah. I was able to stay in a hotel and basically Sweet Life of Zach and Cody is the show. Right. And I would just kind of roll around this hotel. Yeah. Like it was my home and my parents Were would homeschool me. I was not Peter Pan. Okay. Um, I was a lost boy. Oh, okay. And the cool. understudy for Michael, which was pretty cool. So I got to fly. Oh, in a harness. Yeah. It was Whee! awesome. It was oh, really yeah, fun. That would be so much fun. So I did that. And then um, the next year they did Oliver. In audition, I did Oliver. So I did two years where I didn't okay. dance. Uh, I just did the first part of the oh. season. And then I went and did the shows because I was gone for... When did they audition and start then? I can't quite remember but okay. I do remember starting the season for Peter Pan and then okay. having to leave and because I was the boy I was uh cut some slack I was well I was the center to a lot of formations and a lot of ideas and oh, I said okay. I booked this yeah I'm so sorry <laughs> I have to go yeah um and I and then they were upset because I was gone but I couldn't say no <laughs> to no, this opportunity no no no, no. um but yeah, that's, that was a little bit of a break. Um, my parents, my mom directed all the local theater oh, okay. in Wainwright. So in your blood. it was a little bit. And my dad did the lights and sound. Oh, so okay. it was perfect. Awesome. Um, so I spent a lot of the time in the theater and performing. So it kind of made sense just to try and, yeah. and go for a bigger show. Yeah. Um, but then when I was done, I came back and that's when I added uh, lyrical. It would have been... <laughs> They didn't have contemporary until I think I was 17. And did you stay at the same studio? I did. There was really only one studio okay. in, the, in the town that I grew up in. Okay. So. And just out of curiosity, during that time period and because you had gone off and done things that would have given you a notoriety and yep. a certain amount of fame, especially in a small town, did that change your position in the dance school and or did that change your interaction with the other dancers I am very outgoing mm -hmm. I think initially so I didn't feel it change that I'm sure it did I'm sure you get a little bit of a an ego when mm -hmm. you can leave and be in yeah. the city and yeah. and kind of doing these amazing shows yeah. um, but I don't I I don't know if it changed totally, thinking back on it. Okay. Would you have been 12 after Oliver? I would have been 14 after 14, Oliver. 14, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I came back. 
So you was, would have been right at the height of male puberty then. Well, and you would think. Oh. <laughs> but I was a late, late bloomer, which is okay. why I was able to play okay. these Young kid boys. roles yeah, yeah. Um, into yeah. high school, which I think is why they liked having me because, not that I would ever consider myself mature, but <laughs> I was able to bring a sense of maturity right. um, versus somebody who's nine in the same height. Yeah, <laughs> I could gotcha. be 12. <laughs> And that was worth it. I always love telling the story of I was five, three, I think, when I graduated high school. Wow. Very late. Petite. Yeah, very right. late bloomer. The, I was at the front of every formation because I was the shortest. Right. And there's so many dance photos of the girls lifting me. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's wild. Oh, dear. That's great. Okay. Um, after, okay, after that, you're 14, and then you finished the dance school times, yep. and then... went till I was 18. Okay, and then what? And then, uh... You weren't 18 at Source, were you? No, no, okay, I... Okay, okay, okay. I, uh, when I graduated that last year, I just remember having a really good year, um, in my own... I, I tried for the, what I felt right. like was the very first time, and I saw real progress, and I was yeah. able to keep track of that progress internally, which I think was just my maturity. Right. Um, and so I thought, this is something that I want to do. I got a scholarship to Broadway Dance Center in New York. Okay. Um, never went. Too scared. Okay. I, I kept thinking they made a mistake, <laughs> saying, oh, I'm rolling no my way. eyes. There's no way. But I, I was just so scared. And I mean, a small town. No, I know. New, New York, York is, is beyond huge. Yeah. Uh, so I went to, uh, I moved to Edmonton and I was going to, that's pretty big. City. I was going to go to school. <laughs> it was a big jump. Um, and I was doing some upgrading. Um, and I mean, you were going to go to post-secondary and mm -hmm. skip the dancing thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? I, well, I, it's kind of, I didn't have anyone who was dancing professionally oh, okay. and all of the teachers growing up had, um, except for this one teacher who came later, uh, in my dancing in Wainwright, but none of, all of them had other jobs. Okay. They were all dance teachers and a school teacher or, oh, okay. you know, and so... That, it, was, that was your model. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I saw. And then um, I moved and I was, I had to upgrade because I was at least a little ADD. <laughs> okay. I was not meant for the classroom learning. And so yeah. I was doing upgrading and I actually ended up doing worse. Oh. <laughs> and I was thinking... I'm, I do not want to do this, but at the same time, I was introduced um, to a studio, Shelley's Dance yes. Company. Yeah. So I went to Shelley's, and I remember my mom dropped me off there because her name is Shelley. Okay. <laughs> and the only reason I went there it's was because their names are spelt the same, and my mom thought that that was, that was, was why. And, and Shelley's, um, obviously, um, was, is a pretty elite school in Edmonton, mm. and I had no idea. So it was really yeah. by... So you showed up there at 18? I showed up there at 18. Okay. Um, and I just remember she wrapped her arm around me and she said, this is the boy who's going to be dancing at our studio next year. And I hadn't said anything. And I said, okay. I guess I just needed someone to make a choice for me, which right. was really, that's a moment for sure that right. I remember. Right, a branch. Uh, yeah, there was the bronze medal and then there was that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, no, it was really... It was really great, and I started dancing 20 hours a week, yeah. trying to do school but not really loving it. Yeah. Um, and I also worked uh, at a dinner theater <laughs> called Jubilations. Okay. And the, uh, basically, 
we were character servers. So we had to maintain character and improv as these characters while serving tables that related to the show that was there. And the show would swap, I believe, every three months. Okay. And so, yeah, that was a lot of performing. Yeah, it was that great. keeps you on your game yeah. really well. It was, it was wild. It might have been the most stressful job I've ever done, but the most learning and experience. Right. And also dealing right away with audience reaction would be quite a different perspective. And I love perspective. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's you can so... tell right away, this is where, no, this is not working. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then you do find your bits yes. that work, yes. and they follow you for life. I'm pretty sure I still... Have Do you bits. miss? Yeah, from jubilations, <laughs> and they're they're just sprinkled in. And the people who know me the longest are the most bored. Right. <laughs> I repeat. Don't do it again. <laughs> but it was, I started, yeah, I basically was doing character serving, working, honing acting skills that yeah. um, you didn't really think about it like that, or at least I didn't when yeah. I was doing it. But there's a lot that I owe to being able to stand up in front of 20 people and try and crack a joke. Right. Or just. Right drag a tap board around and do a tap dance for a table and then run away and oh, bring them their soup. That, no, that, <laughs> and the other thing about that, too, is you're not dealing with... I mean, people do go to dinner theater with the pretext of we will be entertained, but yeah. they're also hungry. Yeah. So you have a job pra- to do. Yeah, this is the pragmatic matter is bring us our food, yeah. you know? And, and just so you're dealing with that dynamic plus can I make you laugh or smile or, or just enjoy me? Yeah. So, no, that would actually be pretty high stress, actually, and I it, can imagine. And it's directly related to money and yes. tips. So there's oh, that right. whole other element, too, is right. i got to be on. I have it's to. almost like street performing it when you think about it, right? Busking. It's, it it's is. It's essentially busking. Minus yeah. the food. You Minus have to serve food on street performing. That would be interesting. <laughs> Here's a biscuit. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, so how long did you stay at Shelley's before you came to Vancouver? I did two years. So okay. when I was 18 and 19 at Shelley's, and I did two extra years of competing. As well. Oh, at 18, at, 19. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What year was that? That was 2010, 2011. Oh. Or 11, 12. Okay. Yeah. I adjudicated in Edmonton, and Shelley's studio was a dominant presence in 2007. Oh, yeah. That was well before. Okay. Let's not drag this on. Rub that one in there. <laughs> that was no, well before my time. It was time. not that. Wait a second. I don't oh, even no. think I was a formed zygote by then. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so I missed you that way. Yeah. Yes, I came later. Yeah. Okay. No, four. No, I came earlier. You came later. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Now we're back That's on track. Right. So after that? So after that, I did a year. My old dance teacher, he actually uh, started his own studio in Wainwright. And so I decided to take a year off to teach. And uh, Shelly was really great. I was, my parents were helping me. Um, with dance, yeah. uh, but I had to pay my competition fees and I think my last year, and choreo fees. And my right. last year I right. had done something like 23 numbers or something crazy. Are you kidding me? And so I thought to myself, i got to work this off. And Shelly loved dance and she loved for people to dance. So she was instrumental. She let me work my dead off. So oh, I okay. taught hip-hop <laughs> at okay. Shelly's. Awesome. And then until I think I got my first check in April. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was great, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my old dance teacher, he started a studio in Wainwright. So I was driving two hours, and I would te- stay at my parents' house Sunday night. Okay. And I would teach all night Monday, all night Tuesday, all night Wednesday, and either leave Wednesday night or leave Thursday morning, have Thursday off, and then work jubilations Friday, Saturday. Wow. To be young again. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, 
I was teaching every class at that studio except for three. Ballet? Yeah. Three ballet classes on Sunday were taught by him, and then I had everything, everything else. else. Tap, lyrical, hip-hop. So this would be a yeah. great time for me to segue into which one's your favorite? Oh. Now. Yeah. Now. Or do it's, you have a favorite? It is hard to be a purist. I don't think it exists anymore. Mm-hmm. But contemporary, I think, as of now, commercial style contemporary yeah. is my favorite to teach. Okay. <laughs> I think. As you. Yeah. I know, I do. I'm really pondering. I love, I just love performing and I love reaction. And I... So why, but, but sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah. Um, why is commercial contemporary your favorite style to teach? I think it's the one that, that most people enjoy dancing. Okay. And so to, to teach a style that people enjoy... Right, resonates um, right away. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of things, uh, my theater background and, and stuff like that, that it's sprinkled in there. And yeah. so you can... You can add that to the lesson yeah. while still having their full interest while they come in, especially right. at uh, a drop-in center yeah. like Harbor. Yeah. It's really nice to have people, a style that most people are more comfortable with. Right. And so they, they already step in willing, and then you right. can manipulate more. You can right, deviate right, even right. more. No, I understand. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's, it's not you. <laughs> that was, that was a you, really long... <laughs> Long answer, and I get, no, I get that. That's nothing. the reaction I usually get. It's just oh, a big yawn. Kieran, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because, because life is tiring. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, <laughs> what what led you to make the choice after that rather lucrative and and well set up arrangement mm-hmm. that you had there? Why did you suddenly say I gotta gotta go west? I think it was the first time in my life where I was actually unhappy. Oh, okay. And, and my friends were in Vancouver. I would made some friends, um, and I had done some summer camps with a lot of the faculty from um, GSP and uh, Source. So yeah. I met Joe and yeah. Alex, and, yeah. and they were there, and I could see them without being there, living yeah. this life. Yeah. Um, and I just remember I didn't have the money to go and I just right. had to wait and I had to work a year. Right. And that was pretty Art. much it. Right. I just had to swallow that and just Okay. And do it. Yeah. But then I was ready right. to go. Chomping at the bit, yeah. literally. Yeah. Which is not a bad place to be. No, no. It was really that wait was worth something. Right. As well. Because then you can take full advantage of absolutely everything that's available to yeah. you. Yeah. And also moving to the city at twenty one. I'd already lived on my own for three years. Yeah. I had <laughs> Maybe not a sense of maturity, but a little bit. A little bit lived more. Down, lived, where did you live on your own? Because I thought you'd uh, stay at your mom and dad's well, for... So that's when I, was, when I would go back to Wainwright. And then I would go back to Edmonton. And live in the hotel And again? live. And that was... Uh, actually, me and my brother lived together there. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So we had a, a little two-bedroom there. and yeah. we Do the roommate thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was great. And Source. Your Source, source. path. Source was amazing. Source was the best. It was so nice to have a community already established yeah. before I came to the city. Because yeah. still small town I in, my, in my upbringing, it was, Vancouver was huge. Right. And then you get here <laughs> and you walk around downtown a couple of times and yeah. you think, oh, it's actually not so, oh, it's huge. Not so bad. Yeah. It's not so yeah. bad. Yeah. A, lot of, a couple of things to get used to. but. Well, and I think I 
I personally, having been to some rather large cosmopolitans in the world, mm-hmm. I have to say that when I'm there in those places and I look back at Vancouver, I think of it as quite not cosmopolitan yeah. and not particularly sophisticated or high high speed or fast moving or eclectic. But then when I think about it compared to being from Glen Valley outside of Fort Langley, yeah. Vancouver's happening. Yeah. It is happening. Things and are open late. They're open late. <laughs> they're open period. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's more the sense of there are lots of different things happening simultaneously, which in a smaller center, as you know, mm-hmm. it's not the way it works. No. It, they're Tuesday nights bingo, Wednesday yeah. nights, you know, the game, yeah. Thursday nights, whatever. Which is why so many prairie dancers are here. That's correct. And they yeah. and and they work yeah. hard. I, I, I find. No, I, I yeah. don't disagree with you at all. They, I, f- I feel like there's such a... They sacrifice something to come. Yeah. And, and, the, and it's well, usually yeah. family, which exactly. is hard. Also, growing up, like very, very important. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you better make it worth it if you're yeah. if you're sacrificing something. Yeah. No, I I would agree with you there. So how? Uh, I didn't realize you were only twenty one. You guys were all about twenty one then. Yeah. That was a twenty one year old sort of twenty twenty yeah. one year old group, and did you stay there two years? Did two years. Okay, and then what happened right after that? Uh, right after that, it was, it was actually pretty incredible. I was, while I was in source, um, Pam approached me, Mm. the owner of Harbor, and she said, we have a Broadway slot opening up, Broadway jazz, would you like to teach? Oh, okay. And I said, "Uh, yep, (laughs) I would love to. Um, you don't really say no. I didn't feel ready at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't say no. Yeah. Um, and it was difficult because I was still in a co- in a training company trying to teach peers and trying to find your, your just niche, fighting imposter yeah, syndrome yeah. the whole yeah. time. <laughs> imposter <laughs> like, syndrome, I like I'm that. here and I, I, I hoped that I deserved to be here, but that was kind of the thought of your, in my mind. Right. My warm-up is a composition of everybody who we're all taking class from and right. the stuff, you know. It, right, it, yeah, yeah. We're all kind of in the same place, so... It's almost like, why me? But I, if anybody got the opportunity, I would say go. Right. You can't say no. So right. felt a little like that. But it was great. But you know the other thing about that, if I might put in my two cents, is, is that uh, there are a lot of people that don't ever want to be the person that's at the front sharing right. the information. And it's the way it's shared. Right. It's basically all the same information per genre, yeah. right? Yeah. Slightly different twists on it, slightly different eras, maybe broading, broading. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, when you're broading things, um, <laughs> I don't even know what that word would mean. Uh, bringing certain things to the forefront. Mm-hmm. But I think that the way you share it right. and one's personality and one's infectious good humor and one's delightful spirit draws people in. Because if you don't have that, people are kind of, mm. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go to so-and-so's class. We just learn Broadway jazz. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. even if they're into it, stay home and watch a video. Sorry, that's me being no. cynical. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> but you could, right? Yeah. And then you don't have to pay the money. And you don't have to go into a room and get sweaty with a bunch of other people. Exactly. Yeah. It's safe. <laughs> it's Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, basically that's me saying don't cut yourself short. I appreciate that. Thank You're you. welcome. But no worries. It is, yeah, it is the industry teaches you to 
it, I find it, it's a, a very intricate balance of confidence and, and then humility. ego. Yeah. And, and, and your ego can get you in the room, but it can get you kicked out just as fast. And where's the line? And, and it's very interesting to, to play with that, that balance. And that's something I, I think that we talk about myself mm-hmm. and fellow dancers is how can you be self-assured but not overly confident and come off as arrogant? Um, and how can you appreciate where you're coming from but like know that you deserve more? Or And I think that is absolutely beautiful on so many levels that you even discuss that and that it's kind of a group supportive mm-hmm. discussion because I have to be 100% honest with you, I never thought that once. Right. Ever. Isn't that crazy? I, so you're all hearing from Arrogant Sarah now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I started teaching uh, adults that were quite a bit older than me when I was 14. Right. And I was being paid very well at that time. And all I just remember thinking was, I'm really excited about teaching this to you, and I know I'm going to do a good job. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to do the best job. It was just, I just knew I had some things to say. Yeah. And I never... I don't remember ever feeling as though I presented it in that fashion. Right. But I didn't ever lack the confidence to go do it. Except with one lady who said to me, you're younger than my daughter. That was how she said hello. And I said, okay. (laughs) And then she said, you know, about five, I guess it was about three exercises into my class. She said, I'm not sweating. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and she's probably in her 40s at the time. I was 14. Yeah. And, and I said, and it's funny, I think about it now, I was so confident in, in, in the machinations that I was already starting to develop a way I wanted to train people yeah. and think of training. And I said, you know, I can understand your frustration with that. However, sweat comes when you really understand the muscle groups that you're working with and how intricately to work with them. So give me a little longer. By the time we get to the center, please check in with me again because I, I don't want you to be unhappy. Right. She ended up being a long time follower. Yeah. Of, as an adult. Well, it was really, it was that's a really amazing. neat thing. But having, saying that and relating to how you just spoke of humility in such a lovely way, I'm glad people mm. are doing that because I'm a little bit, quite honestly, sick of at 38 almost 39 years in this business Mm -hmm. just as the teacher part finding out that young people that are you know 18 19 20 21 are popping up from cities that maybe they've had one television appearance and charging well over 200 dollars an hour for their work and that makes me literally want to spit bullets it is it's insane Mm. and it scares me Mm. um yeah, I I can't. It makes me want to be better. At least that's I find Maybe those people coming up and and be more evolved as a yeah. human being as opposed to better. Because yes, that's yeah. such a strange. What does one apply that to? Better at what? Well, that's just yeah. Right? You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you. <laughs> and you always are. <laughs> oh, please, there we go. <laughs> there goes my head. Um, no, I think I think the. The thing about humility and ego is, is that, and remembering where you came from and remembering, mm-hmm. remembering your path, remembering your journey, remembering your struggle, remembering everyone's struggling in their own way, no matter how gifted their facilities seems to be naturally or, or, or their advantages 
in their fiscal background or whatever it might be, yeah. it's not fair to take anybody's humanity away from them saying, well, their journey wasn't as tough as yours or, right. you know, all that stuff. I feel as though when we get into a room and there's somebody at the front, say it happens to be me, which it often is, yeah. I, I, just, I just think about all these human beings are in this room at the same time as me. And, and we're sharing something that I love doing mm-hmm. and I love sharing. And I see that all of them are very different. And I see that all of them are going to understand just a little bit differently from one another. Certainly their bodies are going to take it on differently from one another. How can I make this enjoyable? Right. So I'm so lost in that well, challenge. It's in that in, it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's what's amazing. And something that I love about teaching is especially lately, just not um, filming. Oh, no. And and mm-hmm. people can ask to film things, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of bringing in the steady cam. Mm-mm. I'm not a huge fan of... Mm-mm. Basically, I'm not here without them. Mm-mm. It's not the other way around. Mm-mm. And so I have to give them a class. Yeah. And it's not about my friends doing a solo. It's not about... Yeah, I know. Oh, it drives me insane. That's you pay for an hour and a half... Thing. And it's and you're, 15 minutes of actual work yeah. for you, and the rest is watching somebody else dance. I, I, I had never been... The culture been, is... Oh. It, there's no training. It doesn't I, exist. I, I, when I was talking about that phenomenon with a, a, a person of my age, we were both just saying, whatever happened to when you went to class to screw up yeah. and to learn things and to feel better about it when you walked out of the room, you didn't have footage of that. No. No one needs footage of that. <laughs> And it keeps me away from training as well. Yeah. Because I want, I really want to be able to mess up and yes. finding a safe yeah. place yeah. is, it's just harder to find or my idea of a safe space, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I don't think that's incorrect on any level. Mm-hmm. Um, in relation to safe spaces, well, I guess everyone has a different take on that, but I'm curious as a male, mm-hmm. if as a young boy and a young man training did you ever you mentioned that you had a male teacher at some point yeah did you ever did you have them him all along i had him when i i believe when i was 14 okay started teaching so say when you were seven and eight you started do you feel like not having that male role model teacher when I say male role mm-hmm. model, I just mean a male that represents oh men can dance too, yeah, and men can be in the dance world. Do you feel like that was a disadvantage for you on any level? I would say no um, the role models that I had were were female, but they they understood the small town they understood. The I was the only boy. Yeah. And so it almost felt like they were shifting everything to promote me. They right. were giving right. they were giving me every tool that I needed to be. If I didn't want to do that arm because I thought it was girly, then it was behind my back. And right. and I would voice those things because yeah. I was yeah. a brat. But there was <laughs> Or maybe one could say one knew you knew yourself. I knew what I wanted, I yes. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's different than that's a brat, fair. right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe I knew I was a brat too. But that's good. <laughs> but they they were I just remember Miss Maria was her name and I still love her so much. Yeah. And and she if she wasn't so gentle, there's no way I would be dancing. Right. And I and I know that and I know that that was hard for her and there was probably 
classes where I was talking and hanging yeah, and yeah, yeah. And she was so we just split me and my friend <laughs> at yeah, the bar. Yeah. And just foster these yeah. young dancers. So as a as a young male at 14 and then mm -hmm. onwards because I know you had definitely a lot of male t teachers through source. Yeah. And I'm does Shelly have male teachers? Shelly I didn't have a male teacher. But there were a lot of But there guys but at there school. was a lot of guys there was four yeah. senior boys oh, so that was amazing so cool um and they're all lifelong friends yeah we you get that bond yeah. pretty pretty yeah. quick um and guest choreographers from vancouver yeah. um would come in and and they definitely shaped my idea and they made vancouver so close right which right. was really special yeah so because i've actually had it some some limited but still some experience of adjudicating in um, Alberta mm -hmm. and also up north in BC I have a joke that I say to other people that I don't know what's going on up there but there's always a plethora of really good male dancers that often end up being professional I mean I've I ended up with some of the kids that I remember adjudicating when they were 14 and 15 maybe yep. they had unusual names but I would see them again 10 years later and I'd be teaching them in a company class and I think this is so cool yeah I mean and they, they were they were different gifts to the dance world than females. I'm not taking anything away from females. But when a young man brings himself into the studio withstanding all of the crap that he'll have to go through with the typical social strata of a small town mm -hmm. with necessar not necessarily an open mind to its small yeah. town backbone, um, even if they have a lot of support at home, it's it's taking a risk and it's stepping out differently. We females have to step out more once we're in the studio. We step out because we're wearing these crappy little tiny outfits right. underneath neon lights around it, you know, and the whole that business. But we don't get flack outside yeah. the studio. So it's like me, yeah, maybe it's getting into the studio that's more difficult it, from the male perspective. Yes, yeah, growing up at least. Yeah. So yeah. how 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 is that? translate as you've become a young professional. Do you feel, for instance, that the doors just keep opening? And have they just kept opening? Yeah. I do feel, I feel as though you put the work to get into the room. Yeah. And once you're there, I mean, um, this is the discussion that everyone has. Is yeah. There's, there's equal jobs yeah. for men and women. Yeah but there's one for yeah. every 200. Yeah. So yeah. the skill of, of some male dancers isn't as high as the skill of some yeah. female dancers. And more males are booking more jobs frequently because there's more male roles, or sorry, equal male roles, but just less males less to males. fill them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so just in that alone, doors are naturally gonna open yeah. before, and I've experienced this a lot, and I, and I think, well, I don't wanna say a lot, but where I don't feel I'm ready for them, but the opportunities are coming. And, yeah. and that's, that's where you, this sense of maybe imposter syndrome comes in and, right. and you're put into these rooms and places where you're, you know that you need to work really, really hard to prove that you're there. Right. Um, one of my least favorite things, and it sounds so funny, but um, that you would get every once in a while is you're pretty good for a boy. Oh, yeah. And that was just so... Uh, it was kind of like it was defeating. Yeah, no, that's, that's so I don't deserve to be here. But 
But you're a boy. But you're a boy. <laughs> and, it, and that feels so good. And I know, and I know, and that was, that was fuel. Yeah. Because I wanted to be, um, and I know you don't category. like yeah. this yeah. Um, analogy, but I didn't want to be good for a boy. I wanted to be great for a dancer. Yeah. I wanted to be, you yeah. know, the strongest in the room. Yeah. Why um, don't I like that analogy? Well, I was going to say better. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to be the better. word. I want to be yeah. better. I, I worked around it. But yeah. It, it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's, I mean, that, let, let's actually talk about that because that's a really important component. That's something that I have spoken about, I think, in previous, I'm pretty sure, previous podcasts. I definitely talk about it regularly with people because, and my husband and I have laughs about it all the time because I am actually incredibly competitive. Right. Generally, I don't, I mean, hey, I am totally superimposing my words on top of you. I don't think it shows up very often in my day-to-day life and my career because I'm teaching. Right. I'm not going to compete with my students. That's beyond ridiculous it's, and absurd on every level. Yeah. And I find the, the concept of, you know, that competing with other teachers with the things you say kind of repugnant. So yeah. I, I don't feel like it comes up, but if you ever see me in just about any other facet of my life, <laughs> I guess it shows up. And it's, yeah. it's a funny competitive spirit. And my husband and I used to argue about it because he'd say, you always say that you're not competitive because you're not traditionally competitive. Because right. I was never into the team sports and let's go beat that team and let's you know, be the winners. And I don't like those words and I don't like mm-hmm. I'm going to be better than. <laughs> and I never looked at someone else as, oh, Kieran's over there. I'm going to be better than him. Right. Right? Yeah. But if Kieran could do something that I couldn't do, I would watch what you were doing, try to figure out how you did it so well, and then mm-hmm. I would try to do it. So that's how my competitive spirit works. Right. So it's quite helpful. Absolutely. But it never made me pit you against me. Right. And I never wanted you to be the other. I actually would want to befriend you mm-hmm. because then it's, it was kind of like a, excuse this phrase, but a win-win. Yeah. I'm bettering myself and I've got a friend. Yep. In this place that's kind of. And they, I, I love competition. I think yeah. there is a negative con- connotation. Yeah. Which is interesting mm-hmm. no competition in class but then we go and we compete, and compete against each other and I, called competition yeah, i know it's it's, ridiculous. it's pretty wild but that's those called years, irony yeah absolutely <laughs> those years growing up in edmonton um and dancing at shelley's and having three other males yes. of similar age yes all just trying to figure ourselves out yeah, yeah. but man we had fun and we would go last and we would jump the highest yeah. and we would yeah. and there there was times where we were probably nasty competitive but yeah. as friends yeah but yeah. you know one one was the turner one was the jumper yeah. one had the style one and we yeah. all had our strengths and so we all that was absolutely my biggest growth as a dancer was you would having that competition yeah you would push each other on uh, just by existing but then also if you were friends first and foremost yeah then that's the healthiest way to do it. Absolutely. And I often, I've said that so many times to my senior females, and we all agree, it doesn't matter what stripe of life they come from, we, I say that women are really bad at competing. Mm. We like to keep it really under, down low. You yeah. know, keep it under the carpet. I said, which is such crap, because it's never on the down low. I, and I do this, <laughs> I do this one, and I, I do it like you to make people laugh, but it's that moment where... Uh, you walk in to a studio and you're new 
mm -hmm. haven't been there before, the heads all swivel, but slowly. And they look down and it's always through the eyelashes, so it's already pretty. So they're already prettier than you. And then they, they do the slow swivel and then they watch you take off your warm-ups. So what sort of right. body types do you have? Oh, you have that, you have this. And then suddenly the, the things that you don't have start appearing around you all over the place. So right. of course I was never long-legged and tall. So suddenly there'd be that long-legged tall dancer in the corner that would do that devil paid, that big stretch where they right. hold it up by the air and they'd do all this, you know, you know contorting basically. <laughs> It would have been so much easier if you just come over and said, hi, yeah. my name's blah, blah, and you're so-and-so, and that's nice, and um, where are you from? And they would have sorted that all out, got it out in the open, and then basically we start dancing and it all comes out in the wash, doesn't it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, that's how I simplify that. That's even, the, and that's the difference of being male and female. Yeah. It, is we... We're, we're a little bit more confrontational. Oh, I love it. And, it, and it's right there. It's and happy puppies all coming from the corner at the same time. And yeah. who can go first, yeah. fastest, and highest? No, I know. And there was still that. There's still, yeah. there's still that every time I'm in class with my friends. It's, yeah. it's, you know, oh, man, you got four. Yeah. You can still do four. There's yeah. no way. And then yeah. we, you yeah. know, and now we're all going for five. It's just so fun. And that's so <laughs> menial, but it's it's. They might not look the smoothest, <laughs> and they won't, balls. and they absolutely won't. But it's it's so fun to play, and yeah, that's I what dance always was for me. It's fun. It was fun, yeah. And I think that's where longevity comes from. So where do you see it going now? Uh, okay, let yeah. let me ask. Let's do two segues there. Where do you see it going for you? And where is it right now, currently? So right now, dance is everywhere and everything. And it, okay. is, it is this huge umbrella that is now my life uh, and my relationships. And yeah. it's social, you know, as every yeah. professional in any yeah. aspect would tell you, it's consuming. Um, but right now I'm working with uh, Shea Kubler Radical System Art, the contemporary company. Yeah. Um, I've been setting choreography freelance around the city yeah. um, and teaching drop-ins around Harbor. Uh, and then we, Vancouver was really lucky. We had some, some amazing TV shows and movies pop up in the last year. I was just say you so, an agent and you're doing commercial So there's commercial well. work happening. Yeah. And so there's just these yeah. pockets of things. And yeah. um, I feel very lucky that from a young age I was working my theater acting skills yeah. and dancing and yeah. uh, some vocal training. And so there's musical theater contracts here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what dance is right now is, is everything. Oh, <laughs> so lovely. it's crazy. It's lovely. Um, and where it goes, I have no idea. Yeah. I feel as though I'm amassing all this information from every opposite corner of yeah. the industry. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to some truly amazing, thoughtful, intellectual people in the contemporary side. Yeah. Not that the commercial side doesn't have that, but the work it's allows different. you to... Yeah. We're already in that space of yeah. being safe. Uh, and you can ask questions and they give you answers and, and it's amazing and you don't have to feel self-conscious. And then um, even having other goals that you can meet financially as yeah. a dancer. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've been asking is, how do I retire? Yeah. Yeah. How do I retire? Yeah. And so now um, I've been lucky enough to to book a few days on set here and there, yeah. and I'm, I, I can put that money, money away. away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and to have a exactly. savings as a dancer, I think yeah. like, 
That's huge. Pretty, pretty crazy. It's nothing substantial, but we're <laughs> we're chipping away at it. It's you got to start, start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And so, yeah, it's it's figuring out how to be a person. That's not really what I want to say, but maybe it is. The person who I thought I was going to be when I was in Alberta yeah. still has influence. Okay. Where are you going to? What, like, do you want to buy property? Do yeah, right, you right. want to have retire? Do you want yeah, to have a yeah, family? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my life over here is don't think that far because you just missed that and you missed that. And you've got to do this. <laughs> and you've got to do this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so there's a, there's a real balancing act that but a you're lot of people. very young. Yeah. And, and, and you appreciate and that, that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that is something to really not. And then when I say very young, I don't mean that at all in a deprecating manner. It's just that it's a pre- appreciate where you're at. Yeah. This is the time to be thinking, I got to get this and I got to, yeah. I'll put aside some money. Yeah. You know, I'll be smart, but I got to get this and I got to get, I'm not going to sit there and plan out my seventh child's don't have right. seven children. Please yeah. don't have seven and children. And I will try my best. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of children. Absolutely oh, not. Yeah. yeah. Those poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they'll be poor kids, but uh, boy, oh boy, would they, you might be poor, right? For sure. If you had seven kids. Right? Yeah. If we go in that direction. Um, so I guess where I want to, I guess, wow, I said that twice, where I would like to wrap this up in a direction is to find out because you are doing also more mentoring roles in the sense Mm -hmm. of teaching and adjudicating and setting choreography. How do you feel that things have changed even in your relatively short life? in in the field of dance i do you feel the direction that things are going right now do you feel it particularly conducive to longevity and a wisdom and such and if not because you are shaking your mm-hmm. head no how, <laughs> how do you feel how do you feel you could speak to that and what do you think you could say to that what i would say is I, I've been very lucky, as mm-hmm. every, I think, dancer is, to even have find something yeah. that you can be so passionate about. And I'm even more lucky to be passionate about something that I can live off of. Yeah. Um, longevity comes from just hard work. Yeah. And I think it's so simple, but we live in that culture, that throwaway culture, yeah. where if we don't get something now, it's done. It's done. Yeah. And how do we do that? And I I feel as though I was just right before all of the social media influence. Yeah. So I was willing to put in the work and I and I knew that I needed more work. Yeah. Um and it wasn't the teachers that weren't letting me do that, it was me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the issue when yeah, we talk about the person beside you having legs and being able to yeah. do a double backflip. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why can't I do that? And then looking at the teacher saying, yeah. teach me that. Yeah. <laughs> saying, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not, we're not there yet. But um, where we are now is, is we're, we're in a place where we're not thinking anymore and it's routine and it's so accessible that it's just something that we've been doing. And so right. there's no thought. I, I find a lot of young dancers that are coming through, uh, and my experience is mostly with training programs. Right. They're not having. They're not having a discussion with themselves, saying, "Is this something that I really want?" And they're kind right. of coasting through, 
these classes and they do love it i don't mm. think that that's what it is i just don't know if it's their love <laughs> right. their ultimate right goal do you do you think because you know that this is something that i address a lot do you think that that might just be because for whatever reason from whatever place they came from and maybe what they did or didn't receive that, that maybe it's a lack of confidence it's a lack of the, you know when you're not confident, you want to stick with the familiar, you don't want to yeah. take risks, you don't want to step out too far? Because I do sometimes feel, for some people, I can see that written all over their faces. They, there is, um, ze- uh, I, I was going to say zero confidence. That's not really yeah. what I mean, but it we we had confidence going into the room and we knew that we wanted to be there. Right. And... and we respected the teachers and we knew that they knew something that we didn't. Yeah. Um, and the confidence to make mistakes and play, I, I just think the word play is so important. Yeah. I to try too. things and and, yeah. and say, oh, that did not work. And yeah. laugh at yourself yeah. and yeah. have everyone laugh at, like, yeah. mm, with you. Yeah. And at you. Yeah. And being okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. There's this idea, I think people want to be cool all the time. Right. Want to be perfect. Right. It's, well, that'd be FOMO. <laughs> it's crazy. That would be it. <laughs> but you uh. know, that in, just, to, just to wrap that one up, yeah. I feel as though um, I'm coming up now to one year of having Facebook, yeah. being on social media for the very first time. And it's all because of you, Sarah Space. No, it's true. <laughs> it, I, I, it was advised to me, hey, if you want to get a podcast out there that people can actually, of, of all different places on the planet, that they can, that they can listen. Sorry, I'm pointing out a spider to you. It's really cool, but we'll show. You, I'll show you afterwards. It's okay. okay. It's not gonna. Lie okay. Head on. <laughs> I feel like There's real panic. Like, <laughs> oh, there he is. Yeah. See, it's busy yeah. doing its business. Um, uh, what was I gonna say about that? Yes, the thing that gets me, time and again, are the pictures mm-hmm. of the perfect people in the perfect situation with the perfect sunrise and yeah. the perfect food and the perfect outfit, and and. How many of those situations really should be private mm-hmm. and intimate, and how many of them are recorded? And I, I think to myself, I I will not judge you because that's not why I'm even scanning this in the first place. Because you could flip that around and say, well, then what are you looking for? Yeah. But what I will say is, I wish for you a place where you can just be. Yeah. And I don't think this is it. Because I think you're being something for somebody else. That is so true (laughs) it's just so and it's and you i can't say it better it's and i and that's when i know i'm lucky Mm -hmm. because i go i step in people make fun of me they say i'm always on right (laughs) um and they'll say you know in a group of two people cool and you you get that third person in front of me and now i have an audience right right (laughs) and and but they're i'm home and yeah, it, it, yeah. it might feel forced uh, or almost vaudeville, <laughs> but it's it it feels good to me when I'm in front of a classroom. I know I feel good, and but that's not, that I'm home. That's that's what I was talking yeah. about earlier because you you hesitated and said, "Well, I don't want to sound you know arrogant," and it's that balance. And I'm thinking, but no, but if you really love what you're doing and you love how you love how it feels, you want to yeah. share that. Yeah. And if you share that in a fun and vivacious manner. That's called confidence. Yeah. And that's called enjoyable for the students. And so, yeah, one could say, wow, that, that Kieran, he's a real showman. But that's not a, that's not a diss. That's a compliment. Well, 
and and I actually find with with that lack of confidence and that lack of self, a lot of the dancers they're they're not artists. They're mm. not. There's no performance. There's no. It's a lot of technique and yeah. amazing facility and tricks and just dead faces mm-hmm. and empty eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty bloody yeah. spooky. Yeah, yeah. Dead faces dead and empty faces eyes. And yeah, empty I've never eyes. said that before, but no. it, it just came up. <laughs> but it, I wonder. That's when I when I think, oh, this is this is what you worked for. Yeah. Now we get to to share. Cut loose. Oh yeah. man, we get to share. Yeah. And I've seen the most amazing dancers be invisible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's when I am upset. Well, I'm, and I'm not upset. I just wish for them. Something different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but maybe that's just my idea of what I want for them, not what they want for them. Well, let's, let's say that maybe what you're seeing is actually past the empty eyes and what you're seeing is that what they want for themselves. They're not 100% sure of you, but they're mm-hmm. just doing. They're yeah. in the moment of doing. And they will inevitably probably come to the realization, this is not what I want for me because I don't feel free here. This doesn't make my heart sing. This is not something that I feel that wonderful little frisson, want to sound terribly pretentious, but that little shiver that goes up your spine when you just feel like, ah, oh, this just is connecting to every aspect of my being right now. And it yeah. feels so bloody good. And I don't think, I don't, I think that's an astute comment and I think that's quite caring because you're seeing in that person something that they will come to the realization of sooner rather than later. Because mm-hmm. it's just it's just that kind of world, the dance world is that kind of world where it kind of forces those decisions pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you'll be, you'll figure it out or someone yeah. will tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which isn't always fun, but you yeah. know, at least the but words we, are there. We deal with. We find ways. We do. <laughs> We, we have ways of making you talk. Yeah. Um, I think on that note, I've made you talk for long enough, and you have been absolutely delightful to oh, converse you. with. And thank you so much for coming. It was my absolute pleasure. I think I only said like twice, maybe twice. Yeah, brilliant. So that's pretty good. That's bloody brilliant. I'm really. I was really trying. <laughs> I was really trying. I, I hope you don't feel tension. No, no. Uh, it was. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming, Karen, and thank uh, all of you for coming to Sarah's Space and enjoying this splendid young man. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.